Hi everyone, I'm Ali. And I'm Jordan. And we're two best friends in our 30s with the gift of the gab. Getting together every week to talk about what's on our mind. Ali's in Madrid and I'm in London, but we both moved from California to live a life of adventure abroad. Every week we come together to talk about whatever's on our minds, sharing our lives and random thoughts. Tune in weekly to our podcast where friendship knows no borders. I'm excited. Welcome to our first episode of this podcast. I'm so excited to be starting it because I feel like we always talk about doing stuff. And we always have deep conversations. So why not start a podcast? Yeah, exactly. People can hear the ramblings of our minds. Tell me what's been going on in a summary of your activities this week. And then we can get into like the actual things on our minds, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So since you are my uh, emotional um, support human at the moment. Yay. Maybe I can be your support human and hear you. Um, This week has been overwhelming at work. I don't know if you guys have this in the UK or if this exists everywhere else in the world as well. I don't know. In Spain, they have a concept of summer intensive schedule where you work 8 a.m. until 3. So that started this week because it starts July. It's like July until August, so like two months where everyone just works 8 to 3. I think it was invented just because of how hot it is and just like how productivity in the summer just goes down because no one's really working. Everyone's brain is everywhere else. I actually don't know the origin, but that's the vibe I get from everyone. Yeah, so this week we started the 8 to 3, which has been great. Obviously, I have to wake up a little bit earlier than normal, but I love getting out of the office at 3, even though I actually get out later because I cannot, I can't go 8 to 3 without having lunch. I actually take a break and end up getting out at like 3.30, but all my colleagues will power through 8 to 3 and just go home for lunch. Like, this is so Spanish of them. This is like, this is a cultural difference where I'm like, how are you guys going home at 3? I'm like, you don't even get home till 4 and I can't wait that long. So... I kind of adopt the summer schedule and end up leaving at 3.30 because I take a break at like 1.30 for lunch, like 1.30 to 2. And then I'll go home. Can he like bring your lunch or eat something while you sit? Yeah, I mean, I could, but still, you still have to like clock out. Like I don't, I mean, yeah. I heat up stuff and whatever. Go. There's there's like one other guy who also breaks with me, but I'm like, I cannot power through. It's also not common to eat at your desk in Spain. Yeah. Like, they take their meals very seriously. Not so. the etiquette. No. As opposed to me but, I'm sitting at my desk like shoving yeah <laughs> yeah i had another job before where we had two offices one was a london office and it was just always so funny when the london office would come to the madrid office because they would all be at their desks with a sandwich and all the spanish people would be like glaring at them like what is this person doing eating a sandwich for lunch like they actually will take their meals like they'll sit down and they have like two course meal like even if they bring it from home they're like starting with a little soup or like a little puree and then they'll have like the meat with whatever vegetable potatoes definitely not the culture no that's pretty classy what else has have been up to this week what haven't you been up to two influencer friends that were invited to a free meal they let me be there plus one it's a little italian moment it was fun it was nice. It was like a little aperitivo. So it wasn't like a full, full meal, even though they gave us so much food. But it was it was kind of more like snacky things. But yeah, it was fun. Like some pizzas to share and then like some like mortadella and things. Yum. Yeah, so that was fun. And then this weekend, uh, another festival, which I'll get into later on the podcast. I only did one day because I'm not built for lots of days anymore. Yeah, really fun. That's pretty I, much been my week. Festivals feel so just full on. Like it's so intense. They are. They are very full on. What about you? How's your week been? Well, as you know, but other people don't know, I am going through an, I would say an awful breakup because it's not like traditional, like being cheated on and all that horrible crap. But um, I am going through a breakup. So I'm very up and down, but I will say it's to be expected. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to be patient. You're doing great. Thank be you. nice to yourself. And I'm, I'm trying. My, I am. Um, 
I w- the other day I went to dinner with a friend. We went like by the river in Hammersmith in London and hadn't left my house all day. And then when I left, it like happened to turn super sunny and nice. And um, we were sitting at dinner at this little uh, like pub outdoor place by the water and she was like you are like doing really good so I feel like I'm like in a place where I feel I'm doing good things I'm feeling good you are that's a- you're taking action you're not being sitting in your misery so to speak I used to do that a lot so. it's hard not to it can be paralyzing so I I see both sides so good job I mean someday like I went somewhere and I came home and just for some reason, this particular day, I think it was last weekend, I spent the night at my friend. Oh, on Monday? I, I, I think that's why I've done a lot. So I had like a week weekday sleepover with my friend, which is like what I love about being adult. You can just do whatever you want. <laughs> I haven't uh, had a sleepover in so long. It, with me, but like that doesn't count. Yeah, but like that's because we have to because we're international <laughs> besties. But I haven't had a, a sleepover with someone who lives in my same city for so long. Maybe I should do that. That's, that's cute. Yeah. So it was really fun. So we actually went to Pilates together. I met her after work. Oh, no, it was Tuesday. I met her after work. We went to Pilates, which I think is helpful as well. Like just getting your body moving and doing something. I want that revenge body. We'll see how, how quickly I get there. But also do it for yourself. I, know, I didn't realize that you're doing it for yourself, not revenge. Yeah, it is. It is for me. I, ha- I have no like actual revenge. I do want to look good. I'm trying to motivate myself. So that's a good yeah. like mental thing. And then we, whatever, we hung out and stuff. And at like, I think it was, um, that was 4th of July. So okay. It was like, we ended up ordering at like 11 PM, like dirty burgers and fries. And it was amazing. And I just felt like I was doing the, the true, like American thing on 4th of July. And then I spent like all day. I ended up not going into work. They know that. <laughs> I didn't like skip stuff, but I didn't play hook. You don't need to censor this out. Cut the, edit it out of the phone. Yeah. Like. I don't know if you've seen, there's this, um, that, that like picture going around of someone at Taylor Swift's concert where they called out. Oh, yeah. And they like just covered that. I love that. Interview. We've all been that person at least once. I hope no one's listening to this. I haven't done my current job. Not in my current job. Anyone listening. It's never the current job. Wait. So, yeah. I know though, in Spain, they actually have like a personal day where you just call out like last minute and no questions it's, like, asked. it's in, yeah, no ask, questions asked. They have to give it to you. So, and it's not like a death or anything. You don't have to justify it. I think you only get like, one a year or whatever it is but every contract's different but you get one day where you can just do that so if that person in the u.s would have had that they could have they, you know they, i think they have those in the states actually do they okay yeah okay. my mom i don't know i've never worked in the states so i don't know yeah i know what's crazy i mean i've worked at like you know clothing talk about that later really. yeah fun facts <laughs> about fun facts about us um yeah it counts sort of not like an official like like not like corporate job but yeah right 18 year old jobs yeah, so that day I stayed out all day and like I ate at a cafe and worked there all day and then I got set off at work basically and I was crying and when I came home I just literally like flopped onto my bed forward and like arms straight down by my side just like crying. <laughs> so like it's like such a wave I swear like one minute I'm like okay yeah like I'm feeling good and then the next I'm just like I'm a loser and I'm alone. And I don't mean to laugh but just the visuals was funny. It, no, it's it was hilarious because I literally just flopped down and, and just like tears pouring on my bed. Like, uh, is so. it like in those mo- in those moments where you feel like your life is a movie? You're like, this would be a scene from a movie. It's just comical where it's like pathetic, but like in the best way. Yes, like a thousand percent. I feel like I can recognize even when I'm doing it, which maybe is like why I can have a bit of like comedy to my emotions or like laugh at myself. Yeah. I like see that in the moment. You also are very dramatic. I think we're both very dramatic, but. <laughs> yeah. You are. You are dramatic as well. I guess takes one to know one. 
Yeah. I feel like if this podcast gets 1,000 subscribers, you should put out your video of you crying at a bus station in Germany. To the I literally will. And honest to God, my brother talks about it all the time, that video. He, it's, it's epic, honestly. I'm crying and checking myself out. So. But yeah, I had such a nice like weekend. And um, I've been doing lots of like stuff for myself this week. I signed up for hypnotherapy, which I'm really excited about. And I started yesterday. I did an improv class and I also arranged that I'm going to be volunteering every other week now, which I'm super excited about with like babies. That's cool. Did you get approved or? Yeah, I got approved. Amazing. I started this week um, on like a Thursday morning. It's like this really cool charity where they basically help mom, like moms who are have children under three or are pregnant who are either refugees or like traffic. Wow. Which is really cool. So I'm like, I'm, I'm so excited about it. That's amazing. Wow, you're inspiring me. I can't wait to hear about it next next Sunday. Recap yeah. of how the volunteering went. Yeah. So yeah, that is basically, that's basically me this week. So obviously I've had like a, a week of like doing a lot of things. And I think that's really contributed to kind of being in a better space this week. I feel like I guess like the days I've been crying have been noticeably less, which is really nice. And so that kind of like leads me to what I wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. One thing, uh, which is like about saying yes. It's interesting. I'm curious like to see what you think. But um, well, when everything is good and like life is like, you know, going how we want, I feel like we tend to not say yes as much as we do when things are bad. And we sort of mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I notice I tend to say yes or like do more things when I kind of hit rock bottom in a sense. And I'm yeah. just like, screw it. Like, what do I have to lose? I just have to like put myself up there and like do all these things. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's because when you hit rock bottom, quote unquote, it's like you're kind of in a desperate place, like, okay, nothing's working. So now I got to just go like 180 and try all new things. So then you're just more open to being like, okay, F it. Like, let me just go for something else and saying yes to things you wouldn't have normally have done. And when Mm -hmm. things are going well, you're like, okay, it's flowing. Like, I'm going to just continue what I'm doing. You should still be open to trying new things because you don't know how it could get even better or new things that you don't know that you're, you know, I feel like that's like also adult life in general where we don't really try new things. (laughs) We're adults. Honestly, I was was thinking about like, I feel like we underestimate what having like hobbies and like things like that do for us. Yeah. And as kids, I feel like our parents, at least I know our parents, we did like dance growing up and we did like different activities all the time and your and your parents tend to like plan things for you to do to keep you busy but like as adults we don't really do that so much for ourselves we do like you know dinners or we go out we think about like oh what like fun thing am i gonna do but i kind of feel like when you start doing these like saying yes and you start you know going to improv like why did improv you first off like meet people so you open up your your surroundings but then like you potentially could discover things i don't know like you might want to like go on a completely new path in life just by yeah 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 100 i feel like we need to normalize like having active hobbies in our life as adults I mean I think it's a part of it is like you just kind of get overwhelmed with your schedule and you're like I don't have space to like to add new things at least that's how I feel where I'm like oh I'm already over like have so many things so many plans like I have lots of friend groups so it's like oh this week I need to see this friend group because it's been like two weeks and I haven't seen them so you're like when do I have time to add a hobby it's like okay most of the hobbies that as an adult it's like oh I need to do some kind of workout class and like that's your hobby. And then you don't really have much more time apart from one workout class or whatever it is that you're doing a week. If it's going to the gym five days or three days or whatever it is, and then or Pilates a couple of days. And it's like, okay, that's my thing. But it's like, we don't have time to learn new new skills in a sense. Yeah. Whether that be, I don't know, trying ceramics. I say that because I'm going to go to a ceramics this week with my friend. Are you? 
Yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. gosh, I'm so inspired. I literally bought like a hand modeling clay and I was going to bring it. I'm going to stay at my friend. Uh, my friend's coming back from Greece oh. and I was going to bring like stuff so we could like make. Yeah, like crafts. arts and crafts or something. Yeah, like because it's like ceramics, but um, instead you it just dries itself. Mm-hmm. That's, look at us like sinking on our activities. That's so funny. That's so cute. I follow people on, on TikTok or maybe I don't even follow them, but I see them on TikTok and it's you know, just adults who are doing like artwork and stuff. And it doesn't even look like hard artwork, but I'm just like, that'd be so fun. But I don't know why we don't do new things. I just, I feel like we like get into our, I don't know, like day, not day-to-day life, but you get comfortable and like, oh, this is just like what I do. Or like you have certain things that even if it's not predicted, like someone calls me and I go out for dinner. It's still like in the realm of your predicted things that you do. Like I go, yeah. I go to movies and if someone asks me, I'll go. I go to dinner. If someone asks me, I'll go. But like, outside of that it's almost like like even like improv i was like i did this ages ago but i'm also like nervous and in the past i would be like oh yeah i want to do that thing but be like whatever and now where i have more time or i'm got nothing but being by myself <laughs> i yeah. like, like i can't allow myself to talk myself out of this i have the idea i'm gonna sign up i'm just gonna do it because then yeah first yourself you know i mean also maybe it's in some senses it's like even just like the effort of trying something new where you're like oh it's gonna be a, like, the first time you do anything new it's always a lot more effort than once you're used to it i don't even know if there's a fear but it's just like a anxiety around like the effort because the first time you're not gonna be good at something it's gonna be awkward it's gonna be whatever so like one of the things i was thinking about a lot this week was i was thinking about the podcast and i was like oh you know you just overthink you're like i've never done this what is this gonna entail there's gonna be things that come up that i don't think about and what if i do i don't know it's just a, it's a lot of things when you are preparing to do something for the first time it's mm. there's fears there's i don't know yeah it's i was just thinking about that a lot this week of trying something new i was thinking about the effort the disappointment of oh if it doesn't go how i think it's gonna go it was just like mm. some pressure and i don't know why yeah is that an adult thing where you just overthink things is that just a me thing i don't know but you've been saying what was the saying you said earlier uh it was like something messy like starting something messy oh yeah oh i saw this girl talking on tiktok again i should write people's names down so i can give them credit where credit is due but there's a girl who ultimately said, take messy action. Just don't be afraid of just trying. Even if it doesn't come out perfectly, just take any kind of action. And the next time you do it, it's going to get slightly easier. It's going to get slightly, quote unquote, cleaner. And it will slow better the next times. It's funny because when we talk about the podcast, there's so many times I've wanted to start one and I've like done a lot of research. Like I'll literally mm-hmm. spend hours and hours like, yes, how do you start it? And how do you publish? It? How do you do this? And like, how many times have I done that in the last, like, yes, honest to God, like five years. And I've not started anything. And like, what are we doing now? It's just literally like, okay, we have this idea. Let's just let's Let's try worry about the mics let's just like get on a zoom call we'll record it we'll edit it like figure it out we'll do the best of our abilities and the next time will be slightly easier and we'll be like oh now we know this this happened because we know how it went for us and we'll get ideas get inspired from something you did and then you're like okay so we did it this way this last time but if we slightly fix this, it's going to be slightly better. And then each time it, it gets easier. So it's it's just like, yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I just get paralyzed with the fear of trying something new. You're like, oh, am I going to disappoint myself? Are people going to be like, what the hell is that? Or like, you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> or you can compare yourself to where other people are. So many people do. Like I've had friends, like I, I told like like one of my close friends, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm going to start this thing. She was like, oh, what are you guys going to talk about? And I was like, oh, like our general like life and things that we find interesting during the week because we talk 
all the time. And so like, you know, that could be interesting, but there's so many people who do that. So it's like in our minds, we both could be like, okay, well, why does, why do we need to add our, our bit? Everyone, like there's room for everyone. I totally believe that. I tell that to my friends who are, who are like influencing. I have, I mean, to my, to the listeners, a couple of my friends are, are starting out like their journeys as influencers. And sometimes when they were starting out, we had like a group where we would meet up on Sundays and, and just talk about ideas and, and whatnot. And some of them would be like, oh, but it's, you know, it's oversaturated. And I'm like, nothing is oversaturated, really, because every single person is unique. And it's like your point of view is going to connect to someone out there and it will not connect to other people. But that's that's the beauty of it. Just think of all the famous, famous influencers out there who have millions of followers and you don't follow them. I'm like, I don't connect to that person. There's But there's still a million people out there who follow them. And it's like that that's the beauty of it. Yeah. So it's just not getting caught up of like overthinking things. And then maybe it won't work out. And who cares? You tried it and you're like, okay, cool. I can put that in the past. At least it's not like absorbing space in my, my brain. You've tried it and you're like, okay, I can when you look at um people who are really successful i i think of um the guy who he's like an older guy who started netflix like back in the day like the og thing and he said he was like i didn't think netflix was going to be like the thing that took off like i had so many other ideas that i thought were going to be good like what it is now wasn't originally what it was like it was like a you know video service type thing mail mailing thing in general and especially for like us who have a lot of ideas and are like creative you just sort of have to get started in some capacity and even if it doesn't work out we're kind of creating momentum on the fact of like doing instead of yeah. just thinking we never know like what us doing this or putting ourselves out there or taking steps forward will do for another idea to spark or something else to take off you know in a way that we didn't expect totally. so i feel like it's like the entrepreneurial thing really to just like yeah oh totally and then and it just opens other doors see those my friends they'll they'll be invited to events and then they'll meet someone else who's like oh i'm working on this other project do you want to join and it's like okay you would have never or they would have never gotten those opportunities to join those other events if they wouldn't have put themselves out there in the first place and then they're connecting to people who are like like-minded or that they're not working on but they're getting inspired by so it's just it's just yeah it's like the momentum of just putting yourself out there and not being worried about i don't know disappointing someone else or disappointing yourself just trying i don't i don't know how you could be disappointed in yourself for trying it's just you know fear of judgment you just kind of have to get over that it's like it's like that chris brown in the middle of the beginning of that one song where he's like how you hate when you're like outside the club it's like the same thing if you're not if you can't be taking judgment from other people who are not even trying anything so it's like and also who cares that's like a good thing about you it's like me and you are different in that where you genuinely don't care other people's opinions in general like I feel like you're more, I don't know, you just don't care as much as me. You've always told me that. You're like, who cares? Like, just do it. Like, and it's like, whenever we're out in public, like, why do you care so much what people think? Yeah. And so I'm always thinking about Jordan. It's funny though. I care, but, but depending on what it is, I don't, like, I don't care, but I care. I'm nervous at times too. I feel like we're both, we, what we do have in common in that is like, we're both perfectionist which is yeah. why we always don't start things because it's like yeah. if we feel like it's not going to be like the most amazing thing it's like i don't i want people to see it yeah it stays in the thoughts yeah which exactly. is exactly lame yeah I'm trying not to be too paralyzed by what people think and i'm like i know the people who are in my life are going to support me yeah you know? i wonder what that stems from as your, ch- your childhood oh god which don't don't psycho so there's there's something I wanted to do with you. Um, okay. It's, oh, go on. It's kind of fun. So I'm gonna ask you if you have like a note, like your note, like notes on your phone or something, and then I'll tell you. Oh, the pen and paper. Oh, that's paper. Okay. okay. Cool. So I want you to write down your favorite animal and three words to describe what you think about them, or like what when you think of them, what you think. Okay. Let me think. <laughs> oh, so this needs to be edited out. I'm trying to think of it. Yeah, yeah, Diary. We're gonna, we're gonna do it real tight. Insert ad. No, <laughs> we don't have an ad. <laughs> yeah.
Okay. I got it. So second one is um, write down your favorite color. And what does that color, three words to describe how that color makes you feel? Okay. I think I did the color that I wrote down and the three words are all synonyms for each other, which I don't know if that's okay, but I'm going to go with it and maybe this will be interesting. Let's see. I'm curious. Okay. Next one is what's your favorite body of water and what it makes you feel? Like why? What it makes you feel when you think about that body of water. It could be anything. Okay. Okay. And the final one. What is your, if you could be anywhere in the world, what is your favorite place to be? Like what's your favorite place to be? If you could be anywhere right now in this moment, name what that place is and three words to describe why and like or what what it makes you feel. Okay. When you think about that phrase. I honestly don't know how all of these are going to connect, but I'm I'm, I'm okay. here for it. I'm interested to see where this goes. Just the process. Just the process. Okay. So tell me what your favorite animal is and the three words you use. You're going to be shocked, but maybe not actually. But the, the audience is going to be shocked. Pigeons right now. That's my <laughs> favorite animal. The three words that I use to describe them is misunderstood. I feel like they're very misunderstood bird. Research about pigeons and you're going to see why. We can do another episode about the pigeons if you guys want to get into that because I feel like this is controversial. Anyway, hustlers and cute. That's very cute. Okay, so the animal that you chose, this is how you see yourself. So I think I'm a cute. I think I'm a hustler. And and you feel like you're misunderstood. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay, next one. What, what was the color you chose and what are the three words you used to describe that color? Okay, this is the one I told you where all three words are literally basically synonyms. But anyway, the color is blue and it makes me feel peaceful calm and tranquil that's <laughs> funny okay this one's an interesting one like i don't know most people i've done this with i feel like it's dead on not that it's not dead on but it's funny um i feel like you maybe yeah the synonyms probably wasn't the best choice but this is how others see you oh i don't think that people see me like that but no i don't know how accurate that one one is okay maybe i didn't ask the question the best way um okay the next one is what was your favorite body of water what did you choose in the three words i chose the ocean it makes me feel small um peaceful and insignificant interesting (laughs) i was scared this is how you would like your life to be oh Girl, where are you getting this quiz from? So this is just so you know, this my mom did this with me. This is what a hypnotherapist do to kind of get an understanding of the person that they, the person they're working with and like okay. how they think and sort of how they see themselves and like what they want, which is flipping hilarious because, well, I really hope that deep down I don't want a small, insignificant, no. peaceful life. I mean, peaceful, yes. But peaceful, yeah. I feel like that's the only good one. The other ones are like the opposite of, which is yeah, literally. You feel, you feel small. I, yeah, I feel small when I stand by an ocean. I feel like, like, yeah, this is getting deep, but I'm like, okay, I feel like you know, all my problems are small and like the world is bigger than whatever I'm going through. So that's interesting because that's how you would like your life to be. So in some way, like you want to feel like you're, and maybe it's like, you want to feel like you're not all, like just alone. Okay. I mean, you want to reframe it. Or something. Yeah. I'm going to chat over for you. <laughs> Insignificant. Yeah. That's that one. I don't know what to do with. Um, okay. What was the place you, what, where's your favorite place? And what were the two words? Um, I love, I mean, this is just right now, obviously, where my mind is at, but um, in like a cabin setting in the mountains um, with friends and family, that's like, I love that kind of setting. And it's because it's just like, I feel like every time I've been in the mountains with friends, like there's usually like just not cell service and we're like there's shitty Wi-Fi. And so everyone is just very present. And if that's whether or not you're playing board games or just whatever, everyone is very present on what is happening in that moment. 
That's my experience, obviously. Okay, so the final one. What is your favorite place in the world and what are the three words you used to describe it? I chose um, a cabin in the mountains with friends and family. Just from my experience, every time I've gone to the mountains or like a ski trip or whatever with friends and we're staying at a cabin, everyone's very present. I feel like it's just a situation where like there's either shitty Wi-Fi or like no cell service. So everyone doesn't have as many distractions. So everyone's just very like in the moment. And I don't know, I just feel like very alive in those moments because everyone's just very focused on what's happening in that moment. Mm. And so, yeah, so the words are present, calm and happy. That's nice. So this one, I feel like this is how you want to feel emotionally. Yeah, that, yeah. Present moment happy. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, those are dead on. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good. And maybe I just asked you the questions that, or I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, the pigeon one, I feel like is spot on. I feel like the ocean one and the color one were kind of weird. I guess you could re- try to understand like the insignificant, but that's that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not so much. I'll tell you mine. Um, yeah, tell me yours. Tell me if you think they were what you would think. So I chose elephant as my favorite animal. And the words I used to describe it was intelligent, mysterious, and soulful. That's how I see myself, apparently. Oh, you're definitely soulful. Yeah. I also chose blue. It's interesting. I mean, you're also intelligent as well. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> With a soulful about me. I always say like that you're like a old soul. Did you say that? Do you say that? Yeah, I say that. I say that to people. I'm like, you're kind of, I mean, not like a, a complete old soul. Like, I don't feel like you're out of your, like the, the current weather era. But I feel like you're more of an old soul than some of my other friends. Nice. I agree. I agree. Um, I've done past life regression, so I am old as fuck. But. Oh, I love that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about that. Uh, what's so funny is so many people I've done this with, a lot of us have chosen blue, but the words we describe are so different. So interesting. And it's funny because I like, what was yours? It was peaceful, calm, tranquil. Yeah. yeah. So mine was blue. And this is how others see me. So I think, I don't know. Um, I chose serene, expressive, and bubbly. Yeah, I would agree with this for you. Which is interesting that like, yeah, I think that's like what it makes me feel. I feel like the words I chose to describe myself, everyone pretty much says the opposite, that I'm very like anxious. Like not anxious in like the negative sense of the word anxious, but just like nonstop. So I would not say that peaceful is a way to describe myself, but you know, maybe that's what I want to get. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. That is, yeah, maybe that is how you want people to see you. Who knows? Yeah. (laughs) You also dig deep on that one. Yeah. Okay, so then the one I chose for my favorite body of water was the Mediterranean Sea. Mm-hmm. And I said, it reminds me of like, it, to me, it's like warm, relaxing, and colorful. And that's how I would like my life to be, I guess, which is, I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the final one for me was, this is so specific, like it's specific and not specific. Like, a, it's kind of like yours, actually. A sunny summer evening in Europe by nature. And I described the words as balmy, mm-hmm. freedom, and oneness. I guess that's how I want to feel emotionally. Nice. Yeah, so like the present and the oneness are similar. Like our vibes in those are similar. Y- yeah, totally. I feel like we, I mean, we obviously we get along because we're best friends. Yeah. But like I feel like like our love for like doing things with friends and like experiencing things. It is this very sort of like desire to be present in our lives and yeah. sort of really like be there in it. That's so funny because that was one of the things I was thinking about this week was like oh, about being present. Yeah. Like that was one of the things that I had like on my list because I feel like my best memories in life are times that I'm super present. If I think back to all my favorite, favorite memories, it's like people when we don't have phones, like all my friends are like very in the moment and like we're just all like very interacting and you can tell no one's distracted. Yeah. And I just feel so alive. Yeah. Those are the times I feel so connected to myself and to like life in general, I guess. And how like I, I, I think since this week I haven't been feeling present. Like, I feel like I'm always, I, this whole week I've been feeling a bit chaotic and I've been mm. thinking about things and not mm. what I'm actually doing. 
Yeah. So yes, I was just like, when, when were the times that I was feeling super present? And that was, I think, I mean, for social media. I'm, honestly, honestly, yeah. yeah. And when with social media, you're just like always one step ahead or betra- like behind. And you're just thinking about like 20,000 things at the same time. And I'm not connected to myself. Yeah. And like, sometimes time will pass and I don't even remember what happened. So I've been, I was distracted. It's interesting because um, when I, when I met my friend the other day, we were out like outside um she was having quite a like a chaotic week with work because she works like for um advertising and so she like she had like a lot of stuff going on and deadlines and things and when she was sitting with me I could like I just could tell she was like she was like sorry I'm not super like she's like I'm all over the place which isn't normally her and also like you could just see I was like I could tell I was speaking but like she her mind was going everywhere and so we actually did the exercise we did before Mm-hmm. and it kind of like grounded her and then it, and then she and then we were like I love that which is yeah. quite nice because even I was sort of then feeding off the energy and I don't know it's like feel like we either like make mistakes in what we want to be doing when we're not present or we just like I mean time passes if we're unhappy I feel like we have to like look at like how present are we being in our moment mm-hmm. but you do something really good which I still can't do but actually I, I admire you for this you with your phone you, I have on your little iMessages thing that everything is always notified to you silently. So you have, yes. like, I have kidding. Hey, guys, I love and do not disturb. My phone is, I'm one of those people who's like, I will look at my phone when I'm thinking about looking at my phone. You know what I mean? Which sometimes it's like every five seconds. I tend to put my phone in do not disturb because I'm like, okay, I don't want to be like thinking or like working on something or doing something and then get a distraction. And then that completely sends off my state of mind or chain of thought. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to throw off my train of thought. It's like not letting like outside energies or whatever you know throw me off when i'm in a in a in a vibe mood whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. but i don't i don't there's people who absolutely just like live and do not disturb from like a toxic way but no i think mine is more just like i'm in a groove i'm working on something i'm thinking about something or i'm with friends i don't want like the phone to like set off a conversation i'm having with a person in real life or whatever you know what i mean like i'll look at my phone and just check every once in a while but i'll still keep it in to not disturb if like if there's like a lull or if i should go to the bathroom or whatever if i'm in person with friends but like yeah i'm i'm really working on trying to be present with people because i feel like we can go through the motions so easily nowadays where we just don't even know what happened in that day because you're like okay i literally had conversations with friends and and you don't even you weren't really there you know you're talking but you're not really absorbing assimilating. yeah you're not yeah absorbing you're assimilating the information that they're giving you and then they'll be like oh but i told you that about that last week and you're like oh fuck, i don't remember and, and, and honestly if you really think about it you probably were distracted the moment your friend told you something and and that sucks honestly to me that sucks get on me so much like in the past and i know i know specifically because you've gotten on me before where you're like you're not paying attention or like you weren't listening. yeah I, I already feel like i have an adhd brain i'm like so aware now when i'm i'm like i'm responding to you with words but I'm yeah. not listening. Yes. And like, okay, that happens with people. Like, like you know what I mean? That, that's fair. Like, it's going to happen to us at all times. But I feel like as a society, we should work on trying to be more present because it feels so good when you are present. You're going to think back to memory. Like, oh my God, that was such a like good conversation with my friend. Like, I was helping her. We were talking about this. So like, you just get inspired. Humans are social beings. We need those interactions with friends. So it's like, if we're living in our own heads, like we're not actually interacting with someone else. I've also been working on that. Like, hanging out more with the friends who I know are super present, even if it's just talking shit. Not like literal shit, but, you know, just talking about nothing. At least, you know, like we're having fun. We're in the moment. Like this person wasn't distracted, even if it's not like a profound conversation. I so agree. I feel like I'm trying to be, again, I think when you have, when you go through a breakup, if you're somebody who doesn't text friends constantly all the time, because I know there are people who like all day long, they text. And obviously mm-hmm. we've definitely gone through our phases where we text a lot, but then we don't, especially when 
I've been in a relationship just because like life. I feel like I've never been the friend who's like with anybody, been like always texting every day. And when you don't have that person anymore, you're messaging it's weird how like you stop looking so much at your phone you're not like expecting something i feel like i made the mistake of um adding linkedin to my apps now check it like it's social media for some reason that's so funny which is awful and then also i'm like getting all these notifications just let me nothing like about like oh hey this person did this thing this person's three-year anniversary and I feel like I need to do your thing of like shutting stuff off. Yeah. I can actually turn off certain, I think you said that, like certain notifications. Yeah. I'm just like all day long, like looking at completely useless things. Yes. And I feel like my brain is just like scattering, you know? Yeah. No, that's a good exercise to do. It's like an audit of like what notifications you really need to be receiving. Like for me, I think I have Instagram, WhatsApp, iMessage, and like obviously like phone calls. I have email off. I have like every other app that's not like the big ones off. Everything that's not like going to like really, you know, I mean, obviously Instagram is de- debatable, but I mean, we have certain friends, but there's certain friends that will contact you like actual things through Instagram, yeah. not just like random stuff. So uh, I keep that one on. But like, if not, it's like only like the real talking apps I have like on for notifications, if not, and I'll turn them off because it's the same as you. Like, why do I need to know about this guy who I went to high school with, like, three-year anniversary at his job? Like, I don't yeah, know that information. You know, Sorry. talking about, like, auditing. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about clutter. <laughs> I don't know how you can work this in. Yeah, but this week I told Jordan that I was thinking a lot about clutter and how easy it is once you get to a certain point of your life. I don't know if that's, like, your 20s, your 30s, whatever it is. That you just realize you have so much crap in your life and you're like, what is it? And I'm like, why do I have this stuff? I moved house one year ago and I realized I still have not gone through stuff. It was one of those moves that was super last minute where I just had to put everything in a box and like, I'll deal with this later. I wish I would have gotten rid of stuff before the move, but now I'm still dealing with stuff. And I'm like, why do I have all these cables? Why do I have all these random items of clothing that I probably could have gotten rid of that I have not worn in like five years and I'm saving for some weird random occasion? And now just looking at it kind of infuriates me. I don't know if you have that where you like look at something, you're like, I don't know how to deal with this right now. But like, uh, it's taking up space in my mind. And it's also annoying me. Adding my entire room right now. I'm, I've am i procrastinated unpacking since I've been back yeah. in LA for like over three weeks. I have so much shit. You know this. I have so many things that like I keep taking stuff away and I keep adding more. I picked up a book that I showed you and it's about like how to make the space around in your space, your home, mm-hmm. a higher vibration. Yeah. You know, and like how part of that is like having to do sort of this audit of things around you and clearing that out actually like energetically releases certain things. I'm like in that exact phase of why the hell do I have so much stuff? I love collecting stuff, but at the same time, I feel like overwhelmed mm-hmm. yeah. by my things. Yes. Yeah, that's how I've been feeling. And so I have two bedrooms right now and I have whole bunch of crap in one of the bedrooms where I'm like this is where I'm gonna put everything that I don't know how to deal with so it's just behind closed doors but I'm like okay eventually I need to get to that but at least it makes my other spaces feel a bit more like I can breathe in them but I still have the thought in the back of my mind like one day I need to get to that room actually thinking about what you decided about making spaces feel like more serene or whatever there's this thing that will always stick with me which is I remember when I was a child I must have been like nine or something so I still remember this from when I was nine my mom's friend well backstory for our viewers my parents are like have always been into like organic healthy eating natural everything in life kind of thing they've been like you know alternative medicine like they've always been like that my entire life anyway so they have friends that are like that as well so I remember when I was a child my parents were having a conversation and I just remember my mom's friend saying that her daughter who was also my age like eight nine wasn't sleeping well so the mom took all of the things in her daughter's room 
put them all in plastic bags and took it out of her room. Then after that, the daughter could sleep. It's weird. It has to go with the same thing. It's like some kind of like energy blockers with, with cluttering. Where yeah. it blocks like some kind of energy of like being able to relax. I don't know why, but that always stuck with me. So like now when I get stressed out, I literally will take everything out of my room and bring it to another place. I don't know how much I believe in like all these energy. I mean, I do believe in energies, but like with these things, I don't know what it, where it goes back to, so to speak. I totally believe that where like these things can just totally block you, your ability to like relax, sleep well, etc. That is fascinating. So what's really interesting, and maybe I'll be something else later on this, but in the book, it talks about like making three different categories. Decluttering. There's a whole section on it. I need to do that. It's really, it's a cool book. So it's basically like you, you start doing like an editing process. So focus on like one room at a time, first off. And then it's like broken down into three kind of categories. So it's like anything donating or selling. So like anything that's in good shape that might be used to someone else goes in that pile. And you've got the throwaway pile. So if it's like an item that's used or worn that you wouldn't feel like right passing on to a friend, then it's probably something like you need to just throw away. And then keep and repurpose. So these are items you're considering keeping, whether to use in the same space to repurpose in another room or to repurpose altogether in some ways. For instance, like if you have a chair, you plan to reupholster and say like a piece of clothing, you like want to use a pillow or something and do that. So you might do that. And then it said the last category can be really tricky. This whole idea of like nostalgia is taking up space in that repurpose box. Items that are repurposed might include, I don't know, artwork, lighting, decor, blah, blah, blah. Basically says like this is not the place for ugly cl- the ugly candle that a coworker gave you that you never like that held out. Guilt does not live in a high vibe home. Yeah. Oh oh oh. That happens to me. Sometimes I feel so bad. Like if my mom gives me something, I don't love it, but it's like you know, sort of like a guilt thing. I'm like, I, yeah, I do with that. You know, I feel bad. Maybe I just need to donate it. Yeah. My mom's been like, well, if you don't like it, tell me. And I'm just like, yes, my mom too. Oh, I love it. My mom too. But it's like, it's like the people that you care most about, you're like, oh, you don't want to hurt their feelings. So yeah. I know like, it comes from a place of love. So it's like yeah. hard to deal with that sometimes. So what do they say? To get rid of it then. Guilt, get rid of it. Yeah. Just get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Then I guess if you think about it, every time you look at that item, you're going to feel guilt, which is not a high vibrational feeling. Yeah. And also they say like, donate it. Not Don't worry about selling because... Part of that release, that energetic release is that you're passing, you're kind of passing that positive energy onto someone else, giving someone else something, you know, like new life kind of. That's nice. Um, so it's sort of saying that like that act is sort of its own energetic cleanse that's in your cool. life rather than just like selling to make a profit or like you're keeping, yeah. you know. Yeah, actually, that's that's funny because sometimes I get stuff on that where I'm like, oh, I really could sell it because this is worth something, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I probably could get like a 20 out of this or whatever. When I, whenever I get to my room, which it was supposed to happen today and it, what did I do? I went to Oxford Oh. And went shopping. But I stop the literal opposite. I literally wrote an entire like notes thing of like, okay, clean your room. Put up all those um, like Zara outfits that I got from the charity shop. Like sell them. Yeah. All this list. And I was like, oh, I got to go. I got to go to Zara and look for these sandals. And then I ended up spending the entire day just wandering around shops, not doing anything else. When I do, I'll donate. That's actually so you also. I know. I, I love a good shop. Yeah. One thing I was thinking about is like what I really struggle with is like this desire to be extremely ambitious. I want to start businesses. I like make the most intense lists of like things to do every day. I want to be ambitious. I want to be doing all these things and busy. And then this other mentality side of me, which is like, I just want to be on holiday, shopping, lounging, eating at good restaurants. And I'm battle with this. And I feel like this is the behavior that leads me every weekend. So feel like I need to do something that I enjoy. 
Mm-hmm. But actually, this discipline thing is really a struggle with me because I don't know how to choose between me wanting to be ambition girl or just be, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, uh, It sounds like hedonism where you're engaging in this like sense of, of self-indulgence, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like that's hedonism, right? So you're pursuing pleasure instead of this discipline that's going to actually would lead to pleasure in the long term. So you're like thinking of, I mean, that's discipline is discipline is, you know, thinking of your long, your future self instead of your current pleasures or like whatever the um, impulsive self. Mm -hmm. Right. Ah, so am I hedonistic? Maybe. I mean, they say that's not great. So, right? Is that one of the sins or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to look this up. What are the deadly sins? Hold on. Apparently, um, gluttony. So I feel like that's going to help me go on a diet. Okay, so hedonism is not one of the deadly sins, but whatever. Yeah. It's like uh, the um, honorary sin. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm very much that way. I just want to like enjoy life so much. Yeah, that I will not always sacrifice my time to do the things I really want to do. Yeah, exactly. You have to think of your future self. Maybe you need to make a vision board with Jordan, teacher Jordan on it. And like, okay, these are the things. So like when you're reminded, when you want to be impulsive, be like, no, this is what future Jordan wants. I got to not behave this way. I like it. We should do a podcast episode where we just are on a call making vision boards. <laughs> okay, cute. That could be a bonus, uh, a bonus episode. Yeah, exactly. Earlier, you were mentioning that you've been going to festivals like you have every weekend, pretty much. Yeah, girl. Uh, Some up. Like you said, you were gonna you're gonna say something about it. So tell me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, to the viewers, yeah, I've gone to now three festivals this summer so far, which I love a music festival. But I was telling Jordan the other day, like maybe a few weeks ago, after the first one, that I was like, I am not built for festivals the way I was in my twenties. Like now, I am 32. For the viewers who don't know. I'm 32, and this is the first year that I'm feeling the lack of energy, I guess, at a festival. Like before, in my 20s, I didn't start getting hangovers until I was 31 or like 30 and a half or something. And I never understood what people were talking about when they were saying like, oh my God, I'm so hungover. I'm like paralyzed. I'm like, what are you talking about? You guys are so dramatic. This, like last year, 31, I was like, okay, I understand what people mean. I get it when people say they cannot look at the light, like they can't get out of bed. Like before, I just thought everyone was being really dramatic. And I was like, guys, suck it up. Let's get up. Let's get up and do things. But now I'm like, okay, I get it. And now I'm out for like two days after drinking. I need I need to chill and be in my bed and not talk to anyone. And that also goes into the festivals now where this is the first year, the first summer where I'm like, ooh, like I need to take a break at a festival. I need to go sit on the grass and just listen. And I can't be standing the whole 12 hours or whatever. So yeah, the first one that I went to this summer, I think it was just being out in the heat drinking. I'm like, I'm tired. I am not (laughs) the 20 something year old that I used to be. And I was like, I actually got super sad. I just felt like, oh, it's just like the end of my my festival years. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It was like kind of like a weird nostalgia thing of like growing up. Things do come to an end. Like I don't I actually don't think I was being dramatic at that moment because now I went to two more and I was fine. Like I'm like, okay, it's not the end. But at the same time, I was like, okay, things are changing and I cannot hang with the kids anymore. You know, that makes me sound old, but I felt it. I felt it this year. Imagine what you're going to feel like when you're 50, because we're feeling like this now. I hope I can still go to many more. Honestly, I don't think I ever could hang. Maybe I'm an old soul. and Maybe I'm just yeah, you are. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, like the thought, like the last time I went to a festival, I think was probably five years ago. And it was an evening 
and my feet were destroyed after. And the only other yeah. time before that was when I worked at a festival um, called Isle of Wight on this island. Oh, yeah, yeah. Honestly, it was horrific. <laughs> it was like people shat in the showers. Ew. It's but they had England. I feel like that's also like a very British thing. You like, so? like it's dirty. Oh, 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 yes. Like I like. Okay, so I have a lot of British friends here in Spain. I'm surprised you haven't been here to the festival. I know. The reason why I have not been there is because my British friends here will tell me about how festivals are there. And it just sounds like, you know me, I don't yeah. like dirt. I don't like like roughing it. And so yeah. I was like, that sounds next level. I tried to get tickets to Glastonbury one year. And even still, when they were telling me about how it is, I was like, wow, that just sounds like something I maybe would not enjoy because it just sounds like they rough it, they get dirty. My friend was like telling me how people will pee in cups in the middle of the crowd and yeah. throw the cup. And I was just, yeah, it's just scandalous. Honestly, I never felt so disgusting at a festival. Yeah, I think that's a British thing, honestly. Yeah. Um, good to know, because I, I really thought I'm not a festival gal. Like, not. No, I mean, it's because you're in London and you're with the Brits who are who are next level. Um, well, I just wanted to end on this really very trivial thing. I was outside the other day because it's beautiful out. And I was like, let, I finally like cleaned off my, um, all like the furniture on my rooftop. And I was like sitting and reading and working. All of a sudden, these bugs kept suicide bombing onto me. Like, and so I was like, what the hell are these things? And it was like these flying little things on top of them on their butt was a smaller little flying thing, like hitching a ride. And I was like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> so I discovered something that exists in the UK that like I literally never knew existed before. And it's kind of terrifying. Like, kind of, what is it? It's a flying ant. We have those in the U.S. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we yes, I'm going to look up flight. Yes, we do. I have Wait. never seen a flying man. I'm like, what the fuck is this flight? But what do you mean that it had something hitched on its butt? Wait, I have a video. I, I li- Let me show you. I don't know if I had a baby, if it was his name. But then I looked them up and apparently once they're like done flying, the females, which are the big ones that have like yeah. that fly, they... She off their own wing. Wow. Why is nature so bizarre sometimes? I'm going to show you this. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Wow. Isn't that weird? Okay. That and he was just Wait, is out. that so? Is that the male that's attached to the woman or what? I, I think so because the big wow. one is the female. So I wasn't sure if it was like the baby or... But like multiple ones kept just like flying on to me or like hitting my hand. And they all wow. like, had passengers. It's like attack me. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is it? But they're like suicide bombing on me like every five seconds. I was like, what is going on? What the fuck is this? Like ants are meant to be like tiny little things that crawl around. What is going on? I'm just going to look up on Wikipedia real quick. Wait. And I just looked up and it says like nuptial light. Yeah. So it says that it's. An important phase of the reproduction of these species. Interesting. So they're I, all just mating. How weird. We we. I need to find. We are they like? Are you saying they're like banging while it's like? <laughs> is it like? That's, that's why they're stomping on me. Is that what's going on? Yes. It says mating takes place during flight. Stop! I'm getting hit by people. Little ants fucking. What's going on? That's not okay. Oh my God. Just, to like or peacefully read a book man wow and also wait a second listen to this it says one queen usually mates with several males that is different that's wow. different reproduction normally it's opposite that the male is reproducing with lots of women 
interesting. So who gets pregnant? Interesting, a woman? I don't know, but this is going to get very, very uh, biological and specific right now. But let's listen. Listen to this. It says, the sperm is stored in a special organ in the queen's abdomen and lasts throughout her lifetime. That is terrifying. Wow, that is crazy. So I'm just literally getting a video of them. And why is the, the, the male so tiny? If we had an Instagram for our podcast, I'd say we post it on and show you guys. Who knows? We will. We'll have it. We'll, we're going to show you guys the video. Don't worry. We'll make one. I have to say, I listened to this podcast recently and I learned the craziest thing about mice. Sorry, rats are like so fucking smart. So this one guy over COVID loses his job and somehow he like comes to like end up like caring for a rat. And so he has it in his home. He ends up over time, because he's like lonely, getting a shit ton of rats, like adopting a ton of rats. And like, he just lets them like roam free. And he was saying the things that he observed, like he had no clue, like how actually smart they are. He was noticing that that rats have a behavior of not wanting to let on to humans that they know so much. So they'll like pretend that they don't know how to do things to like confuse us. Like they, 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 they don't like, us knowing things about them so he he described this one time where like his rats were like roaming and he had like their snacks in the i think it was like the bottom drawer or something he would give them snacks when he'd like look at the bag there'd be more treats missing than like what he'd allot so he was like super confused and like curious he ended up like setting up a camera he caught them on camera basically going propping themselves up on each other's shoulders pulling out the drawer going in picking snacks closing the drawer so he was like, holy shit, like, that's crazy. Like, they knew, you know, like, don't let him know that we know, like, where the snacks are. So he ends up deciding to, like, move the snacks up to, the, like, the third drawer. So it was, like, much higher, like, so they couldn't reach. So he ends up looking. They, the, the one of the rats managed to, like, wedge its body, like, in hands between, like, where the, like, a gap between where the oven was and the, like, the drawer wall. And it, like, took itself up, wedged its head in enough to push out the top drawer, pushed it out, grabbed the snack, brought them down to the bottom drawer, closed it, basically like in hopes of like, oh, he'll like forget, oh, I, I must have like placed it in the wrong place. They strategically was like, okay, we can't let him know like we know. So we're going to like put him back somewhere else. So that, is, that was crazy. And then that's insane. Apparently like mal- um, rats can jump themselves up to like crazy, crazy, crazy heights. So, like, he was catching them on camera doing that. Like, they would go up on the counter and they'd, like, shoot themselves up. So, one time, he ends up go- coming in the room when one started to do it. And he, the, the rat looked at him. He looked at the rat. The rat made this fake attempt jump, flopped on its body, like, oh, can't do it. So that his human didn't know him that it was capable of, like, doing the thing. Yeah, that's like so mind blowing, like how they're like trying to like confuse us because they know a lot, which is crazy. There's this girl that I follow on TikTok and she also has pet rats and she trains them to do so many things. Like they're trained as if it was like a dog play dead, roll over, like what, you know, just like any of the typical things that you think tricks that dogs do or commands that they'll follow. It's the same with rats. So I'm like, they're, they are highly intelligent animals. My dad had rats growing up. So he always tells me about like house noise. Yeah. Yeah. Actual rats, not mice. Yeah. 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 yeah rats. He had pet yeah, rats. Why? Yeah. Cause he, he knew that they were super intelligent. So he was always telling his parents that he really wanted a pet rat and they eventually gave him a pet rat. Interesting how we like look at them and we're like, ew. I mean, cause obviously the ones on the streets are kind of gross. 
but yeah, we like we trap them and we kill them. You know, it's kind of you know, it's sad. To make me, it makes me sad. It's like when you ever are in London and you see the little mice in the in the they're so in the tube. They're so cute. It's so, so cute. I'm sure the rats, if we realize their personalities, we'd be like, oh, they're actually sweet and they're cute. Yeah, like, they're not actually disgusting animals. We've gotta have empathy for all animals and sympathy. Well, I feel like we talked about a wide variety of topics this week. Yeah, I had a lot of fun and I can't wait to talk again next week. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to hear what you've had top of your mind next week. And if you liked it, please subscribe and comment and let us know if there's anything else you've been thinking about that you can jump into. Yeah. (laughs) See you, girl. Bye.